This episode is brought to you by Mesa Workflow Automation. Mesa is the only automation platform that enables Shopify and Shopify merchants to create workflows that automatically carry out repetitive tasks and allow merchants focus on their business. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about dynamic prices for direct-to-consumer e-commerce, how to sell more faster with better prices. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned. Price is the key decision factor. It, it, it really is, especially when your prices are wrong. You can very easily cannibalize other products by manipulating the price of just a very small subset of your store. So you have to be mindful of that. You're, you're sometimes willing to pay more because there is a differentiating factor about the brand, not even about the product, right? So even if you sell an identical product, there might be something that differentiates your brand that makes customers want to pay more for your products. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital-native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chobbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. ShipBob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. 
This gives ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, Canada, and now Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote from their site, from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primal Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive. So hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S-H-I-P-B-O-B.com forward slash 2x. Hey, Bracker, it's a pleasure to have you on the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to, to learn more about direct pricing for, for e-commerce and you know, the, the entire direct-to-consumer space. Could you take a minute or you know, slightly less to introduce yourself and price tag? Definitely, definitely. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, so my name is Brecker Breeze. I am head of business development and co-founder at PriceTag. And we founded PriceTag, Ian McHugh and I, about two years ago. And PriceTag is a customer data intelligence platform that specializes in working with Shopify merchants. All right. So one of the, what I really want to, to talk about is, is pricing. You know, um, what pricing along with several other cues actually influence purchases. Um, what prompted you to go into price optimization two years ago? Um, how did you, what, was it your background or your co-founder's background? Or I'll, I'll be interested to, to find out more. Yeah, definitely. That's an excellent question. So Ian McHugh and I, uh, my co-founder, we're both uh, trained economists. Um, we both have economics degrees and studied economics in college. And we were seeing a ton of things going on, especially in, in, in the research area of economics in academia that we found very interesting, especially in behavioral economics. And we thought that there were, there were so many things going on, so many interesting discoveries, so many interesting new technologies that were only being applied to things in academia, to research. And we thought that there was an opportunity to take some of that science uh, and bring it to the world of e-commerce, right? To create some tools that make the life and the running of uh, you know, an e-commerce business much easier. So, so when did you decide that, um, you know, it was e-commerce you wanted to serve and, and how has, you know, your, your, your journey, you know, um, progressed thus far in the last two years? So we really knew that we wanted to service the e-commerce space because we saw the, you know, one, of course, the tremendous amount of growth that's going on uh, in e-commerce and, and specifically direct consumer e-commerce. Um, but we also really loved the idea that there were people who didn't have much business experience, didn't have a background in running a business that were able to assemble a team, develop, you know, an incredibly unique product and bring it to market very quickly, very simply for the whole world to see on these you know, wonderful e-commerce platforms like Shopify that we have now. And we just love that. We love that concept that we could service um, these small independent companies that came from nothing, grew really fast, um, and were just run by some awesome people that just had a, a wonderful product that they wanted to bring to market. 
And we knew that we wanted to we wanted to help those people make their lives easier and make their businesses more profitable. Awesome, interesting, interesting. Okay, so let, let's talk uh, about pricing. Why is pricing so important? Um, and how are you guys solving the pricing issue? I, I had someone on the show a few you know episodes back, and he who you know he 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 came from a very theoretic standpoint, and he made a very bold claim, saying that um, basically. Um, pricing is um, the single most important um, determining factor in a purchase. Um, I don't know whether you agree, you know, with it, but um, it's certainly a problem you're solving. And so, um, a lot of e-commerce, um, you know, businesses or, or founders would set their prices, you know, um, the way it is, and just leave it and see, um, you know, if if it's good or not. But I recall, um, you know, working with, with an e-commerce brand, you know, um, about a year ago and, um, we were tweaking pricing based on, um, a consistent amount of traffic coming from performance till we found a a fine spot, you know, um, it was like a single product, you know, um, type website, but with, with all that in mind, you know, um, what should e-commerce founders be just focused on in regards to pricing? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, first of all, I, I couldn't agree more that price is the key decision factor. It, it, it really is, especially when your prices are wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So price, I think, is the most important thing that e-commerce merchants should be looking at right now in terms of what is going to move the needle. What are the you know decision making factors that are leading people to convert? But I also think that it's the most overlooked and the most underserved. And like you said, a lot of merchants will, I, I, I love to ask merchants, how do you currently um, set your prices, right? What does your current pricing strategy look like? And some have, you know, some Excel formula that they've been using for 10 years in-house. They found something like that on the internet. They price match competitors. They sort of eyeball it. And some have just told me, listen, we kind of just guessed. We just thought, you know, what are we, what would we be willing to pay for this product? You know, this is what our competitors are charging, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And we found some prices that sounded good to us. We left them. They perform okay. Um, and we really don't know what else to do to make them better. Mm-hmm. And so that is who Price Stack was created for mm-hmm. to completely take the guessing out of the equation and to greatly reduce that time to value. Right. So you don't have to be constantly moving price, finding what works and what doesn't, because here's the thing, too. Even if you find something that is better than what you had before, that doesn't mean it's the best price. Right. You might be seeing some some uplift. But if you are not taking an extremely data driven approach like we are, you'll never really know if it could have been better. Right. And so that's that's always going to be a lingering question. And then, of course, a lot of people get themselves in trouble, especially if you have a store with 100, 200, 300, 500 SKUs. When you start testing prices and playing around with prices and you're not mindful of cross-product demand, right? You mm-hmm. can very easily cannibalize other products by manipulating the price of just a very small subset of your store. And so you have mm-hmm. to be mindful of that, right? If you have 500 products um, – and say many of which are closely correlated with one another. Um, and if price, if you believe that price is a big, you know, decision-making factor, 
um, you know, in that decision to convert or not, you have to be careful, right? And if you are not monitoring cross product demand of all 500 of those products, you can easily, um, you know, make a very, very expensive error. And so we worry about that for you, right? We feel like that's not something that, um, you know, small lean e-commerce teams have the manpower for, that's not something they should be worrying about or spending time on. That's just such a nuanced, very technical, very statistical part of their business that we just totally want to want to take that over. Mm. There's a lot to unpack there, you know, um, myself, um, likewise. Okay, so we, we've determined that pricing is is the most important, you know, factor, buying decision, you know, um, factor. In... S- so from a consumer standpoint, depending on what I'm buying, um, there, I tend to look outwards, right? Um, again, depending on what I'm buying. Um, so if it's commoditized, I'll probably, you know, price check probably. Not all the time because um, there are other things that, you know, come to mind. I'm like, we just bought a fridge and one of the decision factors of buying a fridge was the speed to delivery and their reliability in terms of like, you know, um, just the, rea- the the promise they keep as an e- you know, as an e-tailer. And um, even if the price was slightly better elsewhere, we were very aware of this particular e-commerce company um, based on past experience and, you know, testimonials from friends that they will deliver when they say they will deliver. Um, other times it might just be, you know, a price war thing where you're comparing, you know, price, um, like um, for my, um, I have like protein snacks. Um, so I don't buy from Amazon anymore because I can find it cheaper somewhere else, but it takes hard work. Now from, from my understanding, there are also internal factors and, you know, a lot of the time you don't, you don't judge people by what they say, you judge people by what they do. So um, do you, do you look internally on a into you know um, what's going on to what's going on in a website in order to to determine pricing, or um, do you look outwards at what competitors are doing? So let's say I'm selling denim jeans, um, and you know another competitor selling denim jeans. Are you you know price matching based on um, the macro or my, speaking economics? Are you doing macro price comparisons or um, price adjustments or price optimizations or micro, which is really more eternal? So to answer that question, we're, we're, we're doing both. But one thing that we're not doing is price matching. Um, and the reason why we don't price match is because we don't have to. Um, and we have actually, we've internally tested this. Um, and we found that it's much more effective to analyze behavioral data to pick up on macro trends in your respective market. Mm-hmm. Right. If a competitor is trying to outprice you, okay, and you immediately respond, it's a lose-lose because there is, like you just said, right, you're, you're sometimes willing to pay more because there is a differentiating factor about the brand, not even about the product, right? So even if you sell an identical product, there might be something that differenti- differentiates your brand that makes customers want to pay more for your products. So if you're just straight price matching, it's a lose-lose. You have certain customers who are willing to pay more because they see your brand either having better customer service, faster delivery, better return policy, 
you know, even your your UI might be better. Exactly. You know, you're right. Um, mm-hmm. And they might they might like just like shopping, you know, on your website better, and so they're willing to pay a little bit more um, because they just like it more. And mm-hmm. so because of that, now 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 here's the thing: price still plays into that, right? Because there is a point in which. And it might be a little different for everyone, but there is a point in which if you keep raising your prices, they're going to say, okay, the price is too high to make it worth, you know, my bias towards this company and the fact that I like them more. That's still true. I still like them more, but not $300 more, right? Mm -hmm. You might like them $100 more. If you're buying a refrigerator, you might not like them $300 more. And so- Mm -hmm. And so because of that, price is still in there, right? It, 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 it's not um, thinking about branding and, and, and all of that. It's, it's not a non-price factor. Um, <clears throat> it is still loosely related to price because there is a point in which people will, will then default to the cheapest option. But until that point, um, it is definitely a lose-lose to price match, especially right. if you have a product that is truly differentiated. But even if you mm-hmm. don't, even if you sell an identical product, your brand is still different. It, okay. it just is. So, so, so back in economics, there's the you know the demand and supply intersection, which is like the the optimal price. You know, at the mm-hmm. at that spot, is is that what you're you're constantly optimizing for uh, at price tag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the equilibrium. Equilibrium, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're you're um, you're optimizing um, and you know at price tag? For? Yeah, we are at 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 surface level. That's exactly what we're doing, but we're doing that in the context of, um, you know, it's it's equilibrium, and so we're looking. We, you know, we have a demand curve, so it's demand curve on top of demand curve on top of demand curve. And what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. so we're looking at individual products, but putting them in the context of then other correlated products in the category that they're in, um, and then the rest of the store right? To make sure that there's no cannibalization, right? So it, we are looking at the equilibrium point of that product, but making sure that 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 equilibrium is in the context of the entire store. I, I can't yeah, emphasize, yeah. I, I, I can't stress enough how easy it is to have cannibalization issues when trying which, to- Which results in stock issues also, you know, like you, you run out of stock and then, you know, you're- You have a ton in one, on one screen. Exactly. And, and, you know, back, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if you didn't price that, you know, product out, there'd be exactly. lots of like complimentary or supplementary, you know, um, you know, um, purchases in, in that respect. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. 
So here's the deal for Swexes. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's being sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video, animation, and more. All pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile. You can try it for free at famous.co forward slash 2x. That is famous.co forward slash 2x. Attention, e-commerce teams running Shopify. Mesa is the easy way to integrate any Shopify store with any e-commerce app or service. Mesa is the only automation platform designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify merchants. By creating workflows that carry out repetitive tasks automatically, merchants can focus on their business and create new customer experiences at scale. Mesa has a no-code workflow builder for any action your customers take, such as a new order or product return. Leverage Mesa's built-in features to extend your connected apps. Set up email notifications, receive forms, schedule tasks, delay workflows, or even work with files to sync data with your back office systems. Developers love Mesa too, since they can lift the hood on any automation to customize them for total control. Even if you're unsure where to start, Mesa's library of workflow templates help you get set up quickly with popular tasks common to growing businesses. For free, over the next 14 days, either head over to getmesa.com, that is G-E-T-M-E-S-A dot com, or search for Mesa in the Shopify app store. Their team of automation experts will support you on your journey 24-7. So would you also sort of work with bundles? So there's some Shopify apps that, you know, um, you know, um, produce Shopify, um, you know, bundles, you know, so you buy a tie, probably, you know, there's a bundle with a cough link and, um, you know, um, a handkerchief, you know, for instance, a pocket square, um, just in a menswear brand. Um, so would you also look at bundles in terms of optimizing those bundles? Because those bundles themselves, you know, um, tend to be um, purchased just at once. Yes, 100%. Um, so what we can actually do is th- there are a couple of more granular things in that area that we offer as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, what we can do on the platform is we can have users tell us 
what products that they're interested in bundling, right? So say, say for example, it's not already a product that they're bundling and they're, they're interested in creating a bundle. If they want to do that, they can tell us what products they're interested in bundling. They'll be optimized separately, and then we can combine them and run them through the model as if they are one SKU. Uh, okay. Right? And so what it's going to do is then weigh all of those products, price suggestions against the demand for the bundle in the context of the whole store. Yeah. Right. So that's a very interesting question because I think there's a lot of interesting things that you could do to squeeze out some extra, I'd say specifically extra revenue mm. by bundling products. What we can also do, and I think this is, this has happened numerous times. Um, you know, when we're on strategy calls with users, you know, taking a look into their data, seeing what's going on, making sure everything is, you know, being you know constantly fine tuned, we will see opportunities to bundle products. You know, where a merchant never thought that, you know, their brand was really in that category where they would be mm-hmm. even interested in bundling products, or their customers would even be interested in bundling products, and. Um, you know, we found that there are a couple of sort of Gaps. telltale yeah. signs, and trends, yeah, where where there where there is a clear opportunity um, to you know double or triple AOV for certain customers by offering a bundle. Mm. Right. So, how mm-hmm. about that tipping point? Right. Where is that point? Um, and, and and sometimes sometimes merchants aren't very far off. But it's just knowing where that tipping point is, um, you know, when creating bundles or reducing price, um, where you can get that that AOV through the roof. Okay. So, final question has to do with your opinion on, or even if you have data on it, you know, customer data on this, on um, the impacts of discounts. You know, so, so normally we, you know, um, we will take a hit on um, on profits, essentially. Um, for volume in terms of a sale, whether it's a seasonal sale, whether it's a, whether it's a flash sale, or whether it's a one-off sale, um, how does have you have you do you have any studies or um, do, do you have any data on on when best to run sales when very optimally that's still good from a profit perspective and um, you know still 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 beneficial to the customers? I'll give you an example. There was um, an e-commerce brand. Um, we we're working with. We used to do like twenty um, percent summer sales, um, and last year COVID hit, and because COVID hit, we had to be very deliberate in regards to the um, just selling products. There was demand had increased, and um, stock levels were were low. So um, rather than um, so rather than increase prices, we kept prices as is, and you know put a few limitations. That being said, for the sales we didn't do the normal 20% sales, we reduced it to like 15%. And there was still overwhelming demand. And then we realized that we're giving a bit too much. We're giving 5% out for free. Right, so um, do you have any, So, and that's anecdotal, you know, to that store, but do, do, do you guys with machine learning, you know, do, do, do anything to towards like suggesting optimal, um, you know, um, sales, um, um, percentages or, you know, um, to running, to, to running, um, you know, um, these events, um, to, to, to just make it optimal for everybody. That's exactly what we do. So 
with our growth plan, which is where we offer the price optimization, um, we include a wide variety of analytics. And some of the, those key analytics that we provide are uh, in the area of discount optimization, right? So we tell you what dates, right? Not even just timeframes, but right. the exact dates, right? From start to finish. So, so also the timeframe um, of when you should be running sales, and is this based on historical data? So it's based on historical data and forecasts, right? right? So we're looking back and our AI is forecasting forward. Okay. So, and then feeding in data real time to make those, to make adjustments right on an as needed basis. So those analytics tell you when you should be running sales, how long you should be running sales for, um, what is, um, minimum AOV or I guess, um, you know, minimum dollar amount product, where it, it is optimal, you know, higher than this point, it's optimal to run this sale on and l- lower than this point, you either have to run a lower sale or no sale at all. Right. So telling you not only timing, right, when and how long, but also what products are, um, you know, in, in a good category for running discounts, which ones aren't and what should those percentages off be? Right. Because you don't, like you said, you don't want to be giving away, you know, 5% for free. I mean, you, you know, you found out the hard way that there was no material difference between offering 20% off or 15% off. You were still, the demand was still higher than, than the supply. Yeah. Right. So, so, so because of that, um, you know, there was 5% right there being left on the table. Right. And so that's the problem that we aim to solve. Right. Where, um, for example, um, like we were talking about earlier, you, you know, with price tech, you might come to find out that there is a, um, you know, there is a sales cycle for you that, um, is not a common sales cycle in your industry and a great opportunity to run a sale because your competitors aren't running a sale. Right. But the data is suggesting that if you run a sale during this week, say it's in, you know, February, that you are uniquely positioned um, not only with your customers, but just in the industry to succeed. And then, you know, okay, products over $35, we should be offering 20% off. And this is how long we should run the sale, right? Not a day more. Um, these are the products we're going to run it all. And this is the percent off that we're going to give. Um, eventually we'd like to get more granular with that and be able to identify what, sales and discounts are optimal for individual products, right? It has some automation features to make that a little easier. Our goal really is to just save time at this point, right? We have, we have the features, we have the data, um, we have it very nicely packaged. Now we want to save our users more time. We want to just do it for them, right? Right. Instead of, instead of giving them the the tools they need to do it, we want it, we want to just take care of it for them. And eventually we're going to do that. Yeah. This is a job of a merchandiser essentially that you'll really automate in, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in high speed makes sense. And, um, yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense. That there was that there is or was a question I, I I wanted to ask, which was um, in relation to to, to other data points. So, so yeah, it, it was a thought. So, so my thought was like, you're essentially anytime when demand is more than supply, you can increase prices, right? For the um, most part, yeah. So yeah, for the most part. So 
are you looking for trends in order to sort of increase prices? Are you looking for, are you looking at demand trends also as in, obviously you are, but is that like a North star in your analysis or in as a data point? Yeah, yeah, that, that's interesting. So we, we definitely are looking at demand trends and also demand trends in context of, in the, in the context of your supply. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's very important, you know, when you are, you know, uh, when you have sort of a, a multivariate situation going on, when you are adjusting prices across the board, um, you're, so we're looking at demand for that individual product, but again, in the context of the store. Right. That's that's the that's the important part, um, yeah. because it is going to demand for that product is going to change as you're constantly optimizing the store. Yeah, you, you could be featured on on today, you know, on today's show or a big TV show, and you get a ton of traffic in a short period of time, and most of the time, D two C e commerce retailers sell out. And oh, we've if, seen that a lot. If, if yeah. people are going to buy anyway, there's there's leeway. You know that amount of traffic, that volume of traffic, you know, will there should be an optimal price for that particular event. You know, but if like it's a very slow day, let's say you're you're selling, um, you know, sw- swimwear and it's it's winter, <laughs> you're going to have to sort of try and you know stimulate you know, um, demand in, in, you know, in, in, in a way by probably dropping your, your, your stuff. So I, I see that dynamism there. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for people who want to know more about, um, Paystack, the, the website is pricestack.com, P-R-I-C-E-S-T-A-C-K.com. Um, and for people who want to follow you, Brecker, where's the best place to, to, um, to follow you on social media? Uh, definitely LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, Maybe connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. And um, yeah, awesome. And just reach out. We'd, we'd love to work with any of your listeners. Thank you for coming on the on the um, 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm, you know, pricing is a is a very, very interesting um, space for me, um, especially. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate, you, you know, your, your, your knowledge in this space. Um, given the fact that you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're an economist, um, you, you definitely, you know, are in the know. And, um, you know, best of luck with, with Price Stack. Looking forward to more updates you. and, you know, potentially seeing you again on the show. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for having me on. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.